prophecy. We are right up against the end. And don't listen to these humanistic, secularized preachers. Everything has already passed that was predicted 2,000 years ago. Last days started at the cross. And there's a mathematical equation in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, don't turn, that 70 weeks shall be determined. 70 prophetic weeks, 69 weeks have already passed when Jesus was crucified on the cross. Only one more week remains. And in between the 69 and 70 week, God called a divine time out, ushered in a mysterion, a mystery called the church. And once the church is raptured out, the final week begins. Seven years. Everything is in place for the Antichrist. The 666. Three systems, political, economic, and religious systems are in place. And you need to know that if you are not saved, you're not going anywhere. You'll be here when the Antichrist takes over. You'll probably get wiped out, killed in hell. And um, you need to know that Jesus has already paid the price so we could have redemption. He shed his blood on the cross. Can I get a witness? And God said way back at the institution of Passover, Exodus 12, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Amen. Praise his name. Praise his name. To this point, we've been dealing with an alliteration of C's, seeing our way out, not S-E-E-I-N-G, but C-E-E-I-N-G. And we dealt with connection. We are the branches. He is the true vine. We are connected to him and continuance, commitment. Um, last week, we dealt with covenant. When God cuts a deal, somebody's got to go to sleep. And he put Adam to sleep, put Abraham to sleep, and he put Jesus to sleep. Praise God. But this Sunday, we're dealing with covering, covering, the great covering. Throughout Scripture, God has appointed and anointed, called and commissioned, purposed and planned, a very mysterious protective device around his people called a covering. We oftentimes talk about being covered in the blood. It's invisible. You don't see no blood. You don't see no wall, but you know we're covered. Covered by Christ. And this covering prevents us from being hurt harmed and humiliated outside of the will of Almighty God by any enemy. When you're under the covering of Christ, amen, nothing can haphazardly come into your life. There are no accidents or coincidences. Do I have a witness? That for the Christian, everything is by appointment. No accidents. 
Everything that has ended your life, my life, was an appointment that God signed off on. Good, bad, or indifferent. And that's why Job said, I'll wait for my appointed time. I'll wait for my change to come. Do I have a witness? And so this covering preempts planning that is poisonous and rather brings peace. It promotes God's people in spite of Amen. Strategies, secret strategies that others would promote. And this covering device is a care, a commitment, a control of all facets of God's faithfulness. And Israel, listen, was covered by God with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to give them direction, a dependence, and a deliverance without the possibility of defeat. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I don't know if, 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 if you could be impacted the way uh, Moses and all of them were impacted, but God said when the cloud stops, you stop. When the cloud moves, you move. And at night, because they had no light, God sent fire in the sky. Amen. And, and, and listen, the, the mysteriousness of this fire was that the enemies couldn't see it. On, on, only Israel could see the fire that God put up in that sky and it was a covering, amen, over Israel and, and Joseph, Genesis uh, 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 50, Joseph had a covering when God allowed him to go from the pit to the palace. Can I get a witness? And the Bible keeps repeating and the Lord was with Joseph. You know when the Lord is with you, you got a covering. Can I get a witness? You, you, you've got an anointing. And you know what? We can sit here this morning and we can retro in our minds. We can go back. And, and, and there are episodes in our lives. I'm talking about before you got saved. There, there are episodes in your life, amen, when you and I were in danger, when you and I were in defeat, when you and I was ready to give up. And listen, and you know it was God. You know you know, you, know, you know, God made a choice. God made a decision. God yanked you out of something. Can I get a witness? A -a Amen. And that's why the songwriter said, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and, and all he's done for me, my soul, that's, that's my emotional base. That's where my will is. That's where my intellect is. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Some of y'all shouldn't be self-righteous against people in jail because you just didn't get caught. Can I get a witness? You you all, come on now, I know I'm preaching. He's talking about, well, I, I, it's a shame. You're ashamed. And I'm ashamed if God, if God dared write all our stuff up on that screen, we would run out of here. Can I get a witness? God knows all about you. God knows your down sittings and he he knows your uprisings he he knows what you've been through where you came from what 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 you and i were involved in now and all of a sudden it makes you feel bad it didn't make you feel bad when you was doing it in the name of jesus hallelujah amen and that's why the song song psalm said i would have fainted the word faint means I would have just dissolved. 
unless I believe to see the goodness of God in the land on the living, wait on the Lord. Again, I say, wait, that the Lord is intrinsically good and his mercy endures forever. Can I get a witness? Now, you know, grace is what we don't deserve. Isn't there some things you know you don't deserve? Mercy is not giving you what you do deserve. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so here under this covering, this cloud by day filled with night, and Joseph, Elijah, David had the anointing. They had a covering. And even the disciples, fishermen, uneducated fishermen, in Matthew, 6, in Matthew 10, Jesus gave them the covering and the anointing, listen to this, to cast out demons and to heal the sick. They, didn't, they, they weren't born with that. They didn't pray for that. Jesus gave it to them. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so this word covering comes from the Greek kalupto, which means to cover, to protect, to promote, uh, yeah, yeah, to amen, to provide a peri kalupto. Peri means to be covered around, amen. Epi kalupto means to be covered over, and God has put a covering around us and over us, his people, that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Can I get a witness? And God, God, God prevents, amen, uh, certain things from taking place in our lives because we have an invisible and invincible covering. Praise God. And, and let me say this to you. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. The local church is your covering. So when you don't belong to a church, when you skipping from here to there and everywhere, you're not under covering. You got to be under covering. And y'all looking at me funny. Paul, just write it down. I'm going to give you the word. First Corinthians 6, amen. When a man was going to bed with a stepmother, Paul said, put the man out. Didn't he say that? He said, that man's not living right. Put him out. And he said, if he repent, let him come back in. And now, now listen, and when the man, when they put the man out of the church, Here's what Paul said. He said, let him leave and let Satan have him. Amen. Come on now. And in the day of judgment, his soul will be released. Meaning that, 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 that excommunication had nothing to do with his salvation. Can I get a witness? Uh, hang in there. Pastor going to teach you the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus. So, one of the things that we want to look at in, under this matter of covering, and I know it's going to get hot up in here today. It's all right. Praise the name of Jesus. That, amen. Um, first, there is a covering of God over the mishaps of his people. Now, now, now let's stop, pause, and park. Uh, we, see, we are being corrupted by this culture. This culture is devilish. The culture says that the rich uh, looks down on the poor without helping them. The culture says every man for himself. The culture teaches, let him get his the way I got mine. The culture is all about me, me, myself, and I. That's the culture. Can I get a witness? And, and, and child of God, when you turn, turn to Romans 15 real quick, uh, uh, that, that we're talking about a like-mindedness to Christ, a like-mindedness to Christ. I want you to see this, that 
there's a covering over the mishaps of his people. Now, this covering provides, amen, the people with a mentality of carrying comfort and commitment of care to others. Are y'all getting this? All right. Now, look at chapter 15, verse 1. We then that are what? Stop. Don't take for granted you strong. Now, we dealt with this this morning. So many people miscalculate and mismeasure their spirituality. You're not as strong as you think. See, the strong is not here for applause, appreciation, yeah, and attention. The strong understands purpose over perception. Mm, my God. The strong is not caught up in a bunch of opinionated statements. The strong, the strong, the strong is not, yeah, we dealt with this this morning, I'm going to get through this, is not caught up with a bunch of scruples and convictions about everything. The focus of the strong is not on them. The focus of the strong is always on somebody else. First, God, Christ, others, themselves. The strong are able to put themselves last. I don't need my name called. I don't need, amen. I don't need all that. I don't, now, 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 I, I'm not talking to everybody physically sitting in the back. Some of y'all sitting back because you're scared of truth. You, you don't want to come up too far. But I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to preach it. Because if you were that on fire for Jesus, you'd be up on this table with your Bible. In the name of Jesus. So you, you, the fact that you don't want to be seen, you don't, wanna, you don't, you don't want nobody, you, you don't want to be in the line of fire. Hey, hey, hey man, get him, get him, get him. You're in the line of fire. That's, that's another thing about, hey amen, being strong. Being strong, being strong. And, 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 and understand, disciples went through these bouts as well. John, we get to John chapter 20. Here go Peter got a nerve to tell the resurrected Christ. He, he said, well, what is John going to do? Jesus said, ain't none of your business what John going to do. If John, if John stayed, I come back. That ain't your business. Why do you worry about what John's going to do? And that's the, way, that's the way some of us are. Instead of us, Lord have mercy, doing what's right in God's eye, we worry about everybody else. You worry about how you perceive and you worry about how, how people think of you. and uh, let, me, let me give you a rule of thumb. Uh, think, think that people think the worst so you can give Christ the best. How's that? Can I get a witness? My mother used to tell me if they talked about Jesus, they're going to talk about you. So why does that bother you? Can I get a witness? Don't get, be, don't, don't get hostage to how people think of you. Let them think what they want to think. God knows the truth. Can I get a witness? And child of God, that uh, the strong are able to carry others and not be carried. I'm preaching up in here, Doc. 
There were four men in the gospel. Their friend was paralyzed, and they put their friend, with, without him asking, they put him on a stretcher, and they, look, they was carrying the man, and when they got where Jesus was, they found out that the crowd was so large, they couldn't break through the crowd. So one of the four said, you know what, guys? Let's rope him up to the roof. Let's tear the roof up, and let's lower him down in front of Jesus. Can I get a witness? And when they lowered the man down in front of Jesus, Jesus looked and said, uh, I'm going to heal him because of your faith. I'm preaching now. See, when you've got the faith to carry your kids to Jesus, when you've got the faith to carry your marriage to Jesus, when you've got the faith to carry your uh, in-laws to Jesus, Jesus respects your level of faith. Notice the four didn't go for themselves. Boy, if that had been us, we'd have been y'all have been carrying pastor, and one of y'all would have got there and said, "Well, Lord, you you, you know you couldn't give me twenty five dollars. I you know I did help carry the thing. They didn't ask a thing for themselves, and we live in a very selfish, self-centered society." Me, myself, and I. That's all we're concerned about. My feelings. But what about me? I've been in this church since. He didn't ask me. Maybe that's why I don't ask you. You, you're in place for the wrong reasons. Some of us want to teach for the wrong reasons. You don't want to teach to edify the body of Christ. You want to teach because you need, you, because you're damaged goods. And you need somebody to pump you up. So you're going to get that at the expense of ministry. John the Baptist said, I must decrease. He must increase. Last week I was in devotions and I said, Lord, where is it you want me to read? And the Lord said, turn to John chapter 2. I know John like the back of my hand, every word. Turn to John chapter 2. I said, all right, so we're talking about the wedding at Cana. Let me go see what the Lord wants me to hear. And they ran out of wine and Mary said to Jesus, and he had, I think, five to seven disciples with him. They have no more wine. Jesus said, woman, why are you coming to me? My hour has not yet come. And the next word is what God wanted me to hear. Mary said, whatever he says to you, just do it. Y'all ain't getting that. Just, 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 just do whatever. He mildly rebuked his mother. And now his mother's saying, hey, listen, whatever he says, do it. It's, it's here. We then that are strong ought to bear, carry the infirmities, the sicknesses, the, the paralysis, yeah, of the weak. And not to what? Please ourselves. Wait till I get on my seat called consumption with this social media and this culture. Man, we so messed up, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. We are messed up, man. We, we, 
We have addictive personalities. We live in an addictive society. TV is addictive. The movie is addictive. Come on now. Everything here is addictive. And, 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 and we, we constantly talk about, hey, that ain't me. Shoot. We got some addictions, man, that the Holy Spirit wants to cut. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one more. Look what he says. Verse 2, let every one of us please his what? Neighbor for his good to edification, building up and solidifying. For even Christ pleased not himself, verse 3, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Now, now understand this matter, verses 1 to 3, that he's talking about pleasing your neighbor, not yourself. Uh, Paul is encouraging us to be like-minded to Christ when dealing with one another, edifying, building up, strengthening, and amen. Uh, he deals with this like-mindedness towards another, and this chapter is a, a, a connected, uh, excuse me, a connection with the previous chapter because the previous chapter, chapter 14, really defines who's strong and who's weak. So turn back to 14.1. Come on now, turn your Bibles. Turn back to 14.1. What does the verse say? Him that is what? Weak in the faith. Now, now stop. Here we go. And as you go, as you navigate through this chapter, we've been here before, there, there are strong and weak Christians. There's, there's black and white, things that are just obviously sinful, and they're gray areas. Now, it's the weak brother that wants to define for you the gray areas. I don't think Christians ought to go to the movies. Who in the world are you? to make a rule that did not come out of heaven for all Christians. I don't think Christians ought to play cards. Well, I play peanut and I love it. And I don't use chips. We write it down so I ain't gambling. Well, how can you, how can you play that game as dice? I play Monopoly. It's dice and Monopoly. And you got all these scruples and you working at the casino. But you want to bring them up in church. I don't think Christians should dance. So here's what we do. We take our little confined, confused way of thinking and we want to create rules for everybody. Well, you know, a pastor should have been preaching by now. Mind your business. The fact of the matter is, is that it's the weaker brother with all the problems. It ain't the strong brother. Strong brother, they, they chilled out. As long as we hit the purpose of the word of God, glorifying Jesus, I'm fine. I, I, I don't, I'm not as rigid, good word, as some of you. I told you... Um, I, I'm going on 29 years of pastoring, but before I started pastoring in 78, we were in Center City, Philadelphia, not only at the gallery on Saturday night, Friday night. We were witnessing at 13 and Locust, Zacharias. I saw some of y'all Zacharias. We say, what is Zacharias? It was a club. Remind me of that Star Wars picture. Everything was in there. 
everything was in that club. And we get prayed up, man. We get prayed up. And I say, look, we got to go in. We got to witness. And we got to come back out. We can't. And, and I, I know I had some people that wasn't that strong in the Lord. And we go in Zacharias. We go in the door. The manager didn't say nothing. We giving out tracts. We sitting at the bar. We talking to people about Jesus. And I, I mean, you know, over here, you got micro mini skirts. You got this over here. You got, you got that over there. And I mean, they party and they dancing and and, 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 and uh, you know, when we witnessed, I said, let's, let's get right back out because Satan, he going to trap us. <laughs> and, and, and so we get back out on the pavement. I said, did not 13 of us go in? <laughs> and I only see seven. Where are they? Oh, we can't do this, Doc. Hi, baby. I think it's so great that you care about my soul. <laughs> Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Do you know when you go out for the Lord, you got to be focused. And you got to be prayed up and on fire. Do you know Satan will set a trap for you? Come on now, I know what I'm talking about. That, 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 that he's the, the weak and the stronger, the weak and the strong. The weak one judged the strong one, and the strong one criticized the weak one. <sighs> Jesus. Now, now, your pastor, let me, let me just throw this out there so we unequivocally clear. Clarity is beautiful. When people come to me and say, you know, the Lord is leading me to go somewhere else. I'd be praying for you, baby. Remember dirt you. No, you ain't holding me hostage. I ain't following that. See, a lot of that jumping up and jumping out is nothing but an emotional base. And you don't feel like, uh, yeah, something's not being fed that ain't in the Bible. Leave that one alone. In the name of Jesus. And that's fine. We fine with that. You know, I, 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 I do not react to people's opinions. I don't. I know I preach the word of God. I rightly divide the word of God. We love everybody. That's why we got fellowship. We hug you. We kiss you. Amen. We pray for you. We got ministries here for you. We got ministries here for your kids. Ministries here for young adults. Ministries here for senior citizens. And then beyond that, no, no, no. We ain't going to. We ain't going to. Got a great choir. Can I get a witness? Got great word. Got great discipleship. And, and, and I'm not going to feed in. I don't feed in the folk like that. I, I, don't, I don't do it. I just keep moving. Can I get a witness? Lord, you still with me, Lord? I'm with you. Keep moving. I just keep moving. In the name of Jesus. You can't go there. Because we got victims up in here. And a victim, the mentality of a victim is that they want to put their stuff on you. You know what my marriage ain't right? Well, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe you just raised so much hell. Come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Maybe your concentration is not really in your marriage. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Can I get a witness? Maybe you, you're, you're not working hard enough on the marriage. Don't put that on me. Can I get a witness? Let me look at the clock and preach. 
in the name of Jesus. Fact, fact, fact of the matter is, is that when, 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 you know, you know, you know the man in John 5 was a victim. He goes, Jesus, Jesus, son of God, God the son. Jesus walks up to the man, and it was by election, by the way, a certain man. He could have went up to any paralyzed man. He went up to a certain man. And he said, do you want to be whole? And the man said, yeah, but, but, but every time I go to get in the water, somebody beats me into it. And the angel, he, he, he comes and goes too quick. And, and, and you know, I just can't. Jesus said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, forget the angel. Forget the water. In fact, I'm the son of God. I'm the word of God. Take up your bed and walk. Are y'all getting this? The man couldn't even do that. Praise the name of Jesus. Child, 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 child of God, child of God. I, 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 and let, me, let me throw this at you. I used to listen to family radio every night, take notes, listen to the whole program, every speaker that would come on for hours. And when I first got saved somewhere in 78, I'll never forget this. I, I was struggling. I called the radio station. They said, if you have a prayer request call, I called this old lady. Never forget it. She said, family radio. I said, hon, can you pray for me? Uh, she said, for what, my son? I said, I need a financial blessing. In less than 15 seconds, she said, do you tire? She said, because my God is faithful. Now, 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 that's what the woman told me. She's probably in heaven now. I said, well, I hit and miss. And I was expecting her to say, well, God is hitting and missing. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? Fact, 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 fact of the matter is, fact of the matter is, is that he, he's telling us we got to cover, we got to carry, we got to comfort, we got to com be committed to one another's care. So your problem is my problem. My problem is your problem. What you're struggling with, I'm struggling with. Can I get it? If your son and daughter is out there in the world, you need to confess your faults one another and pray for it. You, you need prayer warriors around. You need somebody else outside of you praying. Because the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous will avail much. I don't want to tell nobody my business. Okay, you, you buy that lie if you want to. All right. And you ain't got to tell them everything. All you got to say, look, I got a daughter I need you to pray for. That's it. I got a son I need you to pray for. I got, a, I got a situation I need you to pray for. Can I get a witness? If you're going in for surgery, don't be telling everybody your business. Well, what is it? I need prayer. But what they going to do? That's for the doctor to know. Ain't none of your business. Can I get a witness? Just pray. And, 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 and so, Lord have mercy. God wants us to carry one another. Carry. Carry one another. When you're hurting, we're hurting. This body is designed to help. And St. Matthew's is a great church. We got people in nursing homes. We got people that go to the hospital. And people who visit, they pray. And they, they just take that whole medicinal ministry. 
of caring for one another. Can I get a witness? And listen, you're going to need somebody to come alongside of you. Something will happen in your life that you can't carry yourself. Can I get a witness? I'm talking about carrying yourself to Jesus. You're going to need help getting carried to Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, child of God, he, he deals with the covering of uh, these mishaps uh, in, in the lives of God's people. I've, I've, I've had people come to me in this ministry, and I, I, I don't broadcast this. I've, I've had two to three, maybe four ladies and men come to me and say, Pastor, I had cancer. I had cancer in the third, what they call it, third degree, whatever. I, I was messed up, and you put oil on me, and, it, and I went back, and they couldn't find anything. I said, praise Jesus. We're not putting this on TV. We're not putting lines out here. Because I got a 50-50 ministry. 50% God will heal. The other 50% going to die. God is sovereign. Are y'all praying with pastor? You, you know, you, you, you've been influenced by these so-called, these, these, these soothsaying preachers that if I put on a white suit and touch you or smack you or throw oil on you, that you coming out of this. No, 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 don't work like that. Can I get a witness? Child of God, God, Jesus determines who going to be healed. Jesus determines who going to walk out. Jesus determines who's going to be made whole. Don't go preaching that out here. Can I get a witness? And child, and child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. Uh, God, God doesn't always leave that in place because you're disobedient. Sometimes he leaves it in place to, 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 to heighten your dependence. Lord have mercy. Can I get a, and your family's dependence. Maybe there's somebody in your family, he's trying to get their attention, and he's using you as a vessel to get it. Can I get a witness? So while you go through, while you're crying, while you are wrapped in pain and cancer and all this, somebody else keeps watching. And then when the Lord does move, he gets their un, Lord have mercy. He, he gets all of their attention. So he's glorified. Look at the second thing. The second, there's, there's, there's a covering. Now I know you're going to get quiet. Of God in our marriages. Now, I'm getting ready to, to, to just bring a covering over this congregation. Turn to, um, yeah, mm-hmm, they're sneezing already. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Here we go. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians 11, and remember, 1 Corinthians, contextually, every chapter was a problem. Every chapter's a problem. There's 16 chapters, every chapter's a problem. Now, in chapter 11, verse 3, but I would have you know that the head of every man is who? Christ. And the head of the woman is who? Uh-huh. And the head of Christ is God. Now, now let's stop. Let's stop. Because let, let me, let me, um, ah, we're talking about spiritual authority. He's not talking about physical. 
The Bible says that a woman's hair is her glory. That men should not have long hair and women should not have short hair. This, this, this is, this, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look at the clock. This, this is not a cultural statement. It is interconnected with spirituality. Now listen to this. He, he goes on to say in this context of spiritual authority that every woman's covering is her husband. The husband is the covering, spiritual covering. You ought not ever act out of place of that covering. Paul even said when women was asking questions, he said, go home and ask your husband. Uh, it's, he, he's talking about spiritual authority. God, Christ, man, woman. Now, let me clarify something that was not clarified this morning. I'm going to come back to that. Contextually, the man is only your covering when his life is morally right. And he's managing his home right. And his mission for Jesus is right. God didn't ask you to submit to some fool. God, God didn't ask you, you know, he coming home with a zipper down and all that, and you talking about, uh, let me submit. Don't submit nothing. No, 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 no. The Bible, God is not foolish. That's why Paul said, if a man cannot manage his own home, how is he going to manage the house of God? It's about management. And you young sisters looking for a husband, man, listen, don't get, don't get pulled in with all that mess. They got to be saved. I didn't say uh, they might be saved. No, they got to be saved. You ought to ask some pointed questions. So when did you give your life to Jesus? Well, I don't remember. Well, I don't remember you either. In the name of Jesus. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need to deal with this stuff. Marriage is hard enough with a saved person. You don't need to be trying to go through marriage with somebody unsaved. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. The saved raise hell. Thank you, Joe Beeman. The saved is fickle. The same is led by their feelings. Do you know what you're getting with the unsaved? Stuff is deep. They're bringing into your bedroom another God. Light and darkness. The devil and Christ. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Sitting up on the couch with your mate, looking at TV, and all of a sudden, <laughs> see all kind of demonic forces breaking out. You want to go to church? Church! Church! I think it's Count Dracula or something. You lift up a cross, they're going like this and all that. You, you can't have that. I love it. 
Talking about they look good. Yeah, the devil looks good too. Keep, keep it up. Keep it up. I keep telling y'all something. If they look good to you, they look good to somebody else. Yeah, take that one home. Here's, here's what I'm trying to get you to see. Yeah, I'm going to come, baby. I'm going to come. See, the problem in the church is we've allowed culture to dictate to us. There's, this is not about chauvinism. This is not about... Women typically are more spiritual than men. They are. They're more intelligent than men. Now, now I know some of y'all out there, I don't know about that. I do. Your wife is probably more intelligent, more insightful, more wise, more spiritual than you'll ever be. You just don't want to admit it because what you call manhood, I ain't true. You know, you, you, come on now. You dumb as the day is long. Don't, 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 don't. That's why you married her. You married her because she was bringing something to the table you ain't had. Huh? So Paul is not talking about intellect, worth. He's not talking about spirituality. And, and see, this is why. Now, 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 now listen to pastor and we're going to be on TV. You got to be careful with this thing. First Timothy 2 Verse 12 says, I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man. And then he tells you why. For, for Christ, listen, for man's covering is Christ. So when people say, well, you know, this one's ordained, this one is pastoring all that. Well, that's fine. And we got some great women pastors, great, we got some great preachers and whatnot. But if you ask me the word, I'm going to tell you what the word says. If you want the word. Do I have a witness? Let me, let me, let me, let me go. I'm, oh, I'm going to go on, doc. I'm going to go on, doc. First Timothy 2 states the proper sequence of events. First Timothy 3 says, if a man desires the office of bishop, Episcopos, pastor, or deacon. He must, he, the offices are in the masculine. They're not in the feminine. They're in the masculine. The gifts are in the neuter. A woman can have a gift of shepherding. Can I get a witness? God didn't give her the gift, amen, of pastoring or Watch this now. Hanging in now. I'm coming in. Amen. Or a deacon. Why? Because it says they ought to be the husband of one wife. Now, we're not against whatever. I'm just giving you the word. And the reason that I am so insistent upon keeping this word, and we got some dynamite we got some women teachers that, are, that, are, that can teach better than some of these preachers. That ain't it. If a young boy is sitting out there and all he's looking at is ordained women up here, he begins to think that maybe femininity is the call of the day. 
Y'all can't even say amen. Y'all chumps. Y'all chumps. Y'all chumps. I dare you. I dare you. Say amen, man. You know chump. You wake up. Say amen. What are you writing? What are you writing? I don't want no chumps behind me. I know I'm right. It's in the Bible. See, we, see, we got, listen, we've got selective sanctification. We don't want the her word of God. We just want enough so we can have our way. I want to know my husband is going to love me and buy for me and do for me and listen to me and respect me. But there are some other things in this covenant I don't want to hear about. We got problems, man, from our history and our mothers and our fathers and our grandmothers. We got problems. He ain't no good. How am I going to submit to him? He ain't nothing but a dog. And you're probably right. Oh, but the problem is that, that ain't got nothing to do with the word of God. And you know why you don't know this stuff? Because ain't nobody preaching it. They, they too busy in the pulpit talking about reinvent yourself. Uh, start a new business. Yeah, get another social media in your phone. They, they ain't nobody preaching the word of God. And your submission is nothing more than respect for your husband. Can I get a witness? I, I'm, I'm preaching up in this place. Child of God, it is spiritual oversight. Now, if I ask a woman to come up here and do something, she's not usurping her authority. Pastor is asking her. Are y'all getting this? Because I'm going to bring some women up in here, doctor, do something. Because these men are kind of dry and dead. I ain't fooling with them, man. I love them. Love them to death. But the women are struggling with the men because the men don't have a sense of commitment. And sisters, I don't blame you for struggling with submission when somebody's all about them and not about the relationship, not about the family, and not about keeping the finances right, not, not about structure, not about accountability. You ought to have a problem. And if you're single, uh-oh, your pastor is your covering. Oh, I thought I threw that one in there too. How many single people here? Raise your hand. Oh, come put your hand way up. I'm your covering. In the name of Jesus. Don't worry, I ain't going to ask you for another envelope. I'm just talking about spiritually. In the name of Jesus. We can't, we can't, we can't receive this. Now, if you couldn't receive that, you definitely ain't going to receive the next one. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's the spirit. But now, there, there is a heart covering called love. Here we go. I know this stuff by heart. Dearly beloved, we are gathered together in the sight of God and in the face of this congregation to bring together this man, this woman, in holy matrimony 
amen, uh, that was, uh, you know, by, by Paul and is not to be entered into lightly nor discreet, undiscreetly, but reverently. Uh-huh. Uh, Sally May, do you take Joe the Blow to be your lawfully wedded husband, to have and to hold to, from this day forward through strength, through, through health, through poor, through richness. And will you, and I ain't changing my words, obey him till death do your part. I will. Yeah, big dummy, you should have, you should have back out. Joe Blow, do you take Sally Mae to be your lawfully wedded wife to have no forsaking all of us? Now, turn to your neighbor and say, well, there goes family and friends. <laughs> Forsaking others and be glued to him until death do your part. I will. Who giveth this woman to be married? I do. Speak now and forever hold your peace. Nobody said anything. Y'all ain't getting this. You so busy worrying about the reception. <laughs> you, you don't even know what you just did. You, you just told God. You just told God. You just told God. Baby, I'm yours. Are y'all getting this? Come on, man. Don't mess my mic up now. Doc, this is getting good. Somebody done paid Dave off. Now look at this. No, it doesn't mean that. It means now this is your covenantal obligation. Covenantal obligation. You made it to God. And then people, well, I had my own vows. I don't care what you had. You made it to God. Look at the text. Let me show you some verses so you don't think that pastor's making this stuff up. Are you getting me? Uh-huh. In 1 Timothy 11, real quick, look at verse, hang in there, hang in there with me. I'm coming in. Verse 8, for the man is not of the woman, but the woman is of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman was created, what? For the man. Now look at verse 10. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. The power on the head is submission to your husband because the angels are looking at you because they are submitted to God. And when they don't see submission... They got problems. Mm-hmm. Now, anyway, moving right along. First Corinthians 7 deals with marriage, the unmarried, those that have been divorced or remarried or uh, never married, and then he deals with the married, then he deals with virgins who were young, never married. He's, 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 he's telling us about not only the covenant, but the covering. 
the covering, the covering. Because in God's sight, the two shall become one. Marriage is a covering, a covenant, and a companionship. Now, now, now check this out. Here's to the husbands. I, I know you thought you was getting away. Yeah. Peter says you ought to study her. She's got a particular bent that you have to start studying. Mm-hmm. She's not your last girlfriend who could cook. She's not two girlfriends down the pipe who could dance. I ain't going no further, Doc. You, you got to study her. You got to serve her. You got to submit to God on behalf of her. And you got to sacrifice for her. You got to sacrifice. You got to give up something that's dead to you. So your wife feels edified. Can I get a witness? Yeah. You can't stay in front of the TV watching sports all day. And she's trying to get your attention. You can watch the game today. But you can't stay there all day. When the commercial come on, then ask her what she needs. And tell her she got two minutes. And then go back to the game. <laughs> that ain't in the Bible, right? covering, a heart covering, you're a covering of humility. Now, none of us have uh, perfect marriages. We struggle. Don't we struggle? Because it's hard for us to leave our baggage and leave our history and leave our hurts and minister to somebody else. It's hard for us to come out of self and minister to somebody else. It's hard for us when we don't agree with somebody to find common ground of agreement. Do I have a witness? You got to work at this thing. You got to work at this thing in the name of Jesus. Do I have a witness? You got to keep working. So if I marry you and you say, well, baby, I had something I didn't tell you. I say, well, uh, you know, any secret impediment, you know, come on, stand, come on up here, baby. We got to dramatize this for the crowd. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I ain't going to ask you to do nothing. Come here, baby. In the name of Jesus. She, she looking like I'm going to ask her to do something. I ain't going to ask you to do nothing. Come here. It's my baby here. So if we're married and you say, I have something you need to know. I have a problem with alcohol. And I say, what? When did that start? She said, after I married you. <laughs> so I said, well, here, here, here's what we're going to do, baby. We, we're going to go to counseling. We're going to find a way to deal with this dilemma. You can go back, baby. Maybe she started drinking after she's married to me. Maybe your mate's real problem started when they tried to love you and found out how much hell was coming out of you, how much resistance, how much history, how many hurts you had nothing to do with. Just maybe, Bruce. Kind of quiet up in here. Maybe they're not that bad a person. Maybe they got sidetracked with so much stuff after being married to you, that they got discouraged. And now they got to be rebuilt 
Hello. <clears throat> to you too. Now, now, it's the covering of marriage. And, and, and one of the things we do in this congregation is we keep putting emphasis on the marriage relationship. It, it is not easy for anybody. None of us are always right. We're wrong. We're messed up. Because Satan got an alternative plan, Doc. Why stay there with all that hurt? I got something else. I'm serious. So we got to be understanding the onslaught of the enemy and praying for God to help us where we are. Not sitting there. I, did, I, I dealt with this last Wednesday, Bruce. We sit there and we start believing our own reasoning, thinking that we're right. You can't even go to God like that. You got to go to God, say, Lord, if there's anything in my heart not like you, reveal it. You can't go to God thinking you, you, you right and this is my personality, this is the way I am, this is the way I respond, this is the way I react, and it's all on them. You can't do that. God don't agree with all your reasoning. Some of your reasoning is etching pride. Some of your reason is etching defiance. Some of your re reason is etching your history, your hurts, and your dilemmas. And we all need therapeuo healing. Don't we need healing? We need healing in our minds, healing in our hearts. Hey, come on now, we need, we, we need healing. Look at the third thing. There's a covering of God in ministry to plow. Now go back to your right to Hebrews 6. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to stop. Hebrews 6. Praise God. Thank you for your love gifts and I'm so glad I got most of my envelopes in. Praise the Lord. I, I really understand because <laughs> uh, I would open up an envelope today and somebody say, you can go. Uh, li listen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hebrews 6, 11. Pastor loves you. Pastor loves you. Hey, you love pastor. Yeah, you love him. Yes, you do. You can't help yourself. You love me. Because I'm just as crazy as you are. Pray. Hey, look. Hey, Hebrews 6, 610. Are you with me? 610. I love this. Chapter 6, verse 10. And look what it says. It's dealing really with, in the context of maturity. And, man, my pages are sticking together. This is a, uh, 610, 610, 610. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor to the point of exaltion of love which you have showed towards his name in that you have ministered in the past to the saints and you're still ministering. Oh, we're going to do some surgery now, Doc. The inference is you don't just get saved and sit, you get saved and serve. I learned two things about church folk going on 29 years. The ones that do all the talking don't give. And the ones that do all the talking don't serve, that's why they're talking. They ain't got nothing else to do. This, this wall needs painting. Well, who's looking at the walls? You ain't got nothing else to do but come in the sanctuary. And looking at the walls. You off the wall. 
Well, well, you know, I'm, I mean, if it's obvious dirt, that's one thing. In the name of Jesus, hang in there with pastor. The word labor means putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. Look what it says. Look what it says concerning God. God is not unrighteous. God equates unrighteousness with him forgetting. That's deep. He will not forget your work or your labor of love which you have shown towards his name in that you minister to the same. And you have ministered and you still are what? Ministering, because as I labor, others are being liberated. As I labor, others are being lifted. Paul says one plants, the other waters, but it's God who gives the increase. These guys in the youth department, uh, uh, Cleve is a youth pastor, Tony Tyler, Dan, Paul, and a lot of others. Valencia, every Friday night. If you work in the youth department, stand. I want to make sure I get you. If you work in the youth department, stand. Let's get a lot of hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, every Friday night, they're minding your disruptive kids. Now, I had to throw that adjective in there because we had situations around, around back at FLC I, I used to stand there and watch parents pull up. First of all, they, the, the, the speed limit in the parking lot is five miles an hour. <laughs> they trying to get rid of their kids so bad, they going 30 miles an hour, hey, get out! And then they go to the mall, to the movies, and to dinner, and youth night is over at 10, 1030. They don't come back to something at 12. Where are my kids? Are you kidding me? So I told the youth workers, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell the parents when they got to pick their kids up. And if they don't show up, just let them sit out back in the dark till they get there. Well, why would you leave my Well, why did you come late? This is deep. Every week they're here. Dan sends me pictures to my phone. Every week they're ministering to your kids. Hmm. Here, here's what I Jesus says no fear Matthew 10 20 don't, don't, 6 nothing covered will be will not be revealed nothing hidden will not be known Peter says love will cover a multitude of sins cover It'll cover, as you and I show love, we automatically cover a multitude, a whole lot of folks' sins. The final covering, as we close, I'm going to make this quick, is the covering of God over our minds. Not mishaps, marriage, ministry, but minds. Ephesians 6, and you know it well. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 is there is a mind exercise to protect us. He says, finally, my brethren. Now, 
The word finally denotes, Paul is saying, I done gave you all this great doctrine for six chapters. Now let me get your attention to detail. Let me get your un... Uh, let me get all of your attention. Because there's something you need to know as a believer. Finally, my brethren, be strong. The preposition in denotes is not you and I's strength. Be strong in the Lord and in, preposition in, the power of his might. That, that means somewhere in this spiritual warfare, you and I got to learn to shut down self and look to the Savior. God is not going to cooperate with your strength because your strength is foolishness. My strength is foolishness. Notice the prepositions. Look, look what he says. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his strength. And the inference is shut your stuff down. Satan does not even recognize what you call strength. It's a joke to him. Shut, shut, shut it down. He, he's dealing with the Lord's power. And then verse 11, eh, eh, put on the armor of God. Now, now, now this comes metaphorically from a Roman soldier that got dressed for battle. And, and the different pieces of dress. Hey, he had a breastplate. He, he had a breastplate. He, had, he was covered. His loins were covered. Amen. He had a belt around his waist to hold everything up. He had a short sword and a long sword. He had a long shield and a short shield. And the shield was to block what the enemy was coming back at you with. The fiery darts of the wicked. Are y'all getting this? No, no, no. I'm, you know, you, look, you... You, you already know this, but look at verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God, which denotes, if I leave the house half-dressed, Satan going to whack me. If I leave the house vulnerable, Lord have mercy. Some area I didn't cover, here's the word cover, some area I didn't cover, Satan going to blow me away. Not just the helmet, but the breastplate protects my heart, my emotions, my will. Uh, maybe Satan is not playing trickery with the word of God in my mind, but maybe he's tapped into my emotions. Do you feel loved in your marriage? Do you feel appreciated? Do you, do you feel loved by the church? Do you feel, do you feel, do you feel, do you feel? And if I, if I don't protect that, Greg, come on now, if I don't protect that, Bruce, Satan might slip in there. Can I get away? And once he slips in, see, this whole picture, how many of y'all used to watch Westerns back in the 60s, 50s? Well, the Westerns, when they fought the Indians, remember, you know, the cavalry, they come, they fight, and, and, and the enemies would just take arrows and light them on fire. Remember that? And they shoot them at the wagons, and once the, once the arrow hit the wagon, the whole wagon went aflame. Right. Right? right? Satan sits there with his arrows, and he lights them up. And he's studying you daily to see what areas he can get through. I'm preaching up in this place. And when he sees a crevice, he pulls it back and fires it. 
You go down, Lord have mercy, amen. You just came out devotions. You just came out praising the name of Jesus, but he has hit an area you didn't expect him to hit. Now you are aflame, amen, with persecution, amen, with self-hatred. You're, 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 you've been set on fire. The whole armor that ye may be able to stand against the wiles, the stratagems of the devil. For, we're coming in, we wrestle. Stop! Metaphoric. We fight. We wrestle. Have you ever seen a wrestling match? A wrestling match demands, I'm getting like R.A. Williams now. A, a wrestling match demands that you be close. You don't wrestle from back here. That, that ain't wrestling. Wrestling says you, you're grabbing each other. Satan's grabbing you. Satan's holding you. For we wrestle not against, here it is, flesh and blood. You're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. Your children are not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your wife is not your enemy. Your boss is your enemy comes straight out of hell. He's invisible. Hey, Lord, Lord have mercy. He's full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. In fact, he already knows you because you used to belong to him. He's the devil. He's Satan. He's Beelzebub. Yeah. He's the fourth strongest power in the universe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Then a long space and here comes Satan. He's powerful. He can turn families upside down. He can wreck churches. He can wreck your mind. He can wreck your emotions. He can... He can wreck your will. Look, look, I'm coming in. Look, 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 look. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, amen, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm upset with you, Pastor. Baby, don't be. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. Let's, let's blow this one over. Satan's a liar. Are y'all getting this? And some of us can't say we're sorry. Amen. That makes you sorry. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The, listen, the Bible says the ones that are able to forgive, the same loveth much. Only people that can say I'm sorry have true love in their hearts. The ones that can't say it, they ain't got no true love in their hearts. It's all fabricated. Check this out. Look what he says as we close. Wherefore, take unto you the horn of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Now, what is the evil day? Every day. Every day Satan shoots at you is the evil day. And having done all to stand. Boy, are you dressed. Yes. Here comes Satan's darts, verse 16. Take your faith, which is your shield. And every time Satan throws at you, you got to lift that shield up. 
You got to say Satan's a liar. You got you to gotta quote back, your sword is the word. You not only block his darts, but you got to hit him with something. Can I, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my protection. The Lord is my victory. The Lord is, the Lord is. You got to have that sword. Block off the devil with the shield. And here it is, verse 17, 18. And take the helmet. This is for your mind. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to have something for the mind. Put on that helmet of salvation. Lord, have mercy. You got to know that you know that you know I'm saved. I, you got to know that Jesus is for you. You got to know that Jesus is in front of you. You got to know that Jesus is behind you. You got to know that Jesus is beside you. You got to know that Jesus is going to bring you all the way home. You got to know that he is my light. He, he is my salvation. He is my victory. He is, he is, he is my vehicle. He is, he is, he is. I will bless the Lord at all times. Then you got to pray in the spirit. Uh-oh. Praying in the spirit don't mean Jesus is Santa Claus. You got this wish list. Praying in the spirit is when you say what Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane. Not my will. But may thine will be done. Lord, do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. I got so much faith in you, I know that when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. I know if I give you your way, I got the victory. I know that my home going to be right. My head going to be right. My heart going to be right. Can I get a witness? You got to pray like you never prayed before, but you got to pray trusting him and him alone. Say it. He's well. To be praised. A covering. A covering. A covering over the mishaps. A covering in marriage. A covering in ministry. A covering. Lord have mercy. We got to have a covering. Jesus is our covering. The blood is our covering. Can I get a witness? The Lord's got us. The Lord is our victory. The Lord is our way maker. The Lord is our storm breaker. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. Say him. He's a mighty good God. Say him. He's able. Let's stay on our feet. As every head's bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus Christ died for all your sins, was buried and rose again with all power in his hands. You can be saved this morning by believing and receiving Christ. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Just raise your hand. If your hand is raised on my left, come on, come on up. If your hand is raised, we love you. Perhaps you want to join the church and the Christian experience. Will you come on up too? If you want to join the church or be saved, come on, come on, come on, come on, praise his name. Come on, they're coming down. There you go. Come on, praise Jesus. Thank you, bro brother, for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Is there another? 
Is there another? Praise Jesus, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Stand right here. Is there another? Is there? Cleve? Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, come on. Love you, honey. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Cleve, turn around, get all them numbers, email addresses, and all the other stuff they use up there, please. Anybody else? Anybody else? We are about Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we all need a covering. And Christ is our covering. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus. Thank you for the souls. Thank you for your word. Help us to do what is pleasing in your sight. Help us to go out knowing we are covered in the blood. And God, we give over to you all things, all prayers, all problems, all pitfalls we put in your hands. And we thank you in advance. We call things that be not as though they already was. In Jesus' name, amen. Now this Thursday, we have a service from 10 to 11. You dress down, you can come. God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Praise God. Follow him, brother.